The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Wednesday morning headlines. Roads are back open in northwest Austin this morning after a driver hit and killed a pedestrian. Happened last night around 9 on FM 620 near Lake Creek Parkway. Police had that road closed for hours. The driver is staying on scene and is cooperating with police. Austin police need your help identifying this man and releasing a sketch yesterday of the man they say attacked a man in his 80s back in December. Happened at the Casa Colombia restaurant off of East 7th Street. Detectives say that he slapped a man in the face and then pulled a gun on him inside the restroom. The husband of Vice President Kamala Harris is in Austin this morning. Second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, will speak at South by Southwest today. He's talking about gender equity and advancing women's rights in the U.S. and around the world. And a hearing in Texas today could change whether many people access medications for abortions. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. A federal judge is holding a hearing on abortion pills. Anti-abortion rights groups seek to overturn the Food and Drug Administration's approval of the pills used in medication abortions. The Alliance for Medicine has requested a preliminary injunction to take the, to take the drug off the market nationwide while the case moves forward. Says the process that the FDA used more than 20 years ago to approve drugs for medication abortions was unlawful and should be revoked. Planned Parenthood speaking out this afternoon on the case and what it calls an abortion access crisis. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Good Wednesday morning. We start the day with a little bit of cloud cover out there. And to be honest, these clouds really aren't going to go anywhere. We've got a mix of sun and clouds expected through the day. But at least we're dry for now. I don't think you're going to need the rain gear. Our rain chances start to pick up late tonight and into tomorrow. So most of the day is going to be dry. But we begin with a live look from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Round Rock showing a calm from there. We're not seeing anything in the way of major wind. 52 degrees this morning, though, and temperatures area wider in the mid 40s to low 50s. 51 in Georgetown, 44 Lamb Passes, 52 for our friends out in Fredericksburg. Austin starting in the low 50s, which is exactly where we were yesterday at this time. Most of us within two to four degrees of how we started the day yesterday. So temperatures start the same, but I'm going to tell you they're going to finish much differently. Yesterday we got stuck in the 60s. Today we are on our way to the 70s. Forecast high in Austin, 76 degrees underneath that part partly sunny sky. I told you today's going to be dry. Well, I don't think we can say the same thing tomorrow. Tomorrow we've got storms. We've got showers and some of those storms, unfortunately, will probably be strong, if not even severe. So I'm going to outline that risk for you and we'll talk about the huge swing in temperatures coming in behind tomorrow's cold front. It's going to look and feel a lot like winter this weekend. Details coming up. Kristen, thank you. Today, more people can apply for help to pay for rent or to avoid getting kicked out, evicted. A state website is up again after it crashed when thousands of people try to sign up. The Texas Rent Relief Program is taking new applications for the first time in almost two years. This is paid for by the federal COVID relief money. As KXA and Sarah Alshay reports, the demand was too high yesterday, causing delays for people who need help now. Hours and hours typing away. I click on it and it wasn't loading. I'm just going to leave it there and see if it loads and it eventually loaded. That's how long it took Austinite Eva Cortez to apply here. 
on Texas Rent Relief. It's a program through the Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs that offers rental and utility assistance for those like Cortez facing eviction. Oh, I have a son too, so I don't want to be homeless. The program has $96 million in COVID-19 federal emergency rental assistance to help about 15,000 households. According to the state agency, as of 11.30 a.m. Tuesday, they received more than 10,000 applications. It ended up causing delayed low times. A notice on their website reads, we understand some people were unable to access or start a new application while the program experienced a significantly high volume of applications. Our team has now resolved these issues. Hannah Durrance with Home Center, an organization providing casework for people experiencing homelessness, says so many people need this help. Rental costs have gone up anywhere between $100 and $500 a month in certain areas. Durrance spent the day trying to get through applications for some of her clients, but she worries about those out there who don't have a way to apply. And it's going to target individuals who already have that technology in their homes and are able to easily scan and upload these documents. Texas Rent Relief says it could take several weeks before an applicant is accepted. Cortez says she's left hoping she'll get that confirmation. I would be so happy, so relieved, not so stressed. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Sarah tells us that the program is accepting applications now through March 28th. First-time applicants, you could be eligible for up to 18 months of rent and utility help. And applications will be processed in the order received. Priority will be given, though, to those facing evictions. To qualify for this assistance, renters must show they're at risk of homelessness or hurting financially because of COVID-19. This can include having past due utility bills, eviction notices, having to move to unsafe or unhealthy living conditions or qualifying for unemployment benefits. There are other requirements as well. We've, had, we've got that full list online right now at kxan.com. When we go in depth here, we can tell you the Texas Rent Relief Program has had problems before. KXAN investigators found hundreds of Texans struggling to get the payment that was promised to them. And not long after the program's launch in February of 2021, the Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs says the program's software was inadequate and it was difficult to use. The agency swapped software a month later. Most original applicants then had to resubmit their applications in the new system, and then that created duplicate applications. And despite that rough start though, it complains at a national level, the state's rent relief program outperformed nearly every other state according to federal records. The state may be looking for some new leaders for Texas's largest school district, Houston ISD. According to the Texas Tribune, the Texas Education Agency's website showed a job posting seeking candidates for a new board of managers. That was until it got taken down last night. So far, the TEA has not announced it is taking over Houston ISD. TEA first suggested taking over the district, though, in 2019 after years of low student performance. Critics say the district has made improvements since then. Since then. Coming up, the evacuations underway after mudslides and storms continue in California. Cancellations, danger in the air, and near misses. Is flying still safe? What the acting administrator of the FAA is saying about taking to the skies. Good morning, a live look outside in Round Rock. As Kristen pointed out, that Pomfron is 
dead still right now. That's going to be changing a little bit later in the week in a big way. But first, we want to tell you about people in California evacuating their homes after a huge mudslide. And this already damaged at least one home. Absolutely. In Northern California, right now next to Sacramento. Thankfully, no one was hurt, um, but the firefighters out there say that's really incredible based on the slide and the size of it that they saw out there. Absolutely. This thing was 250 feet wide, and geologists were on scene to assess the damage and status of that landscape. Fire crews helped a handful of neighbors that were sheltering in place on the other side of the slide. They said it was likely caused from the recent rainfall there. Colfax was hit was hit with approximately two two feet of snow at this elevation, and then subsequently in the last couple uh, days or week, we've had five to seven inches of rain measured here. Now the fire crew says they've already uh, seen very very familiar scenes here in this region, and there's been also a lot of other natural disasters in this same area. They've even used some of the tools that they put out wildfires with to help with the with the landslide. There's just incredible. Yeah, it is good that uh, nobody else other than that one home was in the way. Incredible. Still ahead, spring festival season in full swing here. And safety continues to be top of mind. The effort's underway to keep you safe downtown, really all over Austin. And I'm Dylan McCann. Brown Rock is expanding its parkland, where it plans to build, and how it could help avoid flooding issues. That's coming up. Austin FC not only needed to win last night at Q2, but a big win to advance in the Champions League. I've got more on that plus reaction coming up. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Austin FC in action last night, but winning wouldn't be enough. That's because they needed a big win over Violette in the CONCACAF Champions League leg two. They lost leg one three nothing. So if they win by four, they advance automatically. If they win three nothing, for instance, goes to a shootout. Well, they didn't score until the 51st minute, but Sebastian Driussi, it's one to nothing. And then Driussi with a little help, it's two to nothing. Just the 63rd minute. Surely they could get one more goal at least against an undermanned team from Haiti. But even with 10 extra minutes of extra time, they could not. So many chances in stoppage time. And somehow Violette hangs on the two to nothing final for Austin FC. But the aggregate is three to two Violette. So they advance to the quarterfinals. It's disappointing. It's certainly disappointing to to lose out. Um, you know, it's a day where we we certainly could have scored multiple goals, but it's two legs. We didn't do ourselves any favors in the first leg. No goals away was was damaging. Um, you know, to give up the goals and certainly the way that we did. But there were m many opportunities tonight as well to to put more on the board. And um, you know, of course, it feels like an opportunity lost. You know, that we're not advancing, but um, you know, we got to learn from it. Yeah, and they will get back to MLS action. Another road match Saturday down in Houston trying to make it three in a row. Longhorns are in Des Moines. They'll have their open practice today at Wells Fargo Arena. And then the game tomorrow night against Colgate. Our Jonathan Thomas will be there for coverage beginning tonight at 6. Back to you. 
All right, thank you, Roger. March Madness continues in Dayton, Ohio. 16 seed Texas Southern is playing a first four game tonight before the round of 64 kicks off tomorrow. Another 16th seed, Texas A&M Corpus Christi stays alive after winning last night. Taking a look at other Texas teams, as you heard Rogers say, the University of Texas, but also Houston and Texas A&M all play tomorrow. TCU and Baylor will play on Friday. That's a pretty good showing of Texas That teams. is. Yeah, it is. That's exciting. Uh -huh. in, in Des Moines, right? Uh-huh. Beautiful. Oh, Iowa. are they? I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure the games are in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. What a destination. <laughs> we are going to be rooting them on. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here. Ooh, we got a little bit of bumpy ride between now and this weekend. Clouds and radar not showing a whole lot right now, but it will change in a very big way once we get into tomorrow. So let's talk temperatures first, then we'll get into the fun stuff. 51 degrees right now with calm winds and humidity at 71%. Temperatures area-wide all back up so everybody can see their number. Upper 40s to low 50s, pretty much the general idea here. It's cool enough to need just a light sweater, but you're not going to need it all day. We are on our way to the 70s today. We got stuck in the 60s yesterday. I think that forecast high of 76 degrees will be a noticeable warm-up. We're not going to see a totally clouded over sky, but for the most part, a mix of sun and clouds can be expected from start to finish. So no bright blue sky, but eventually we're going to get some rain out of these clouds starting tomorrow. So let me walk you through the timing of the sky patterns here, because like I said, today is not a day we can anticipate rain. I think we're going to stay dry from now through this evening. Overnight into tomorrow, now we start to see a few showers popping up, spotty to scattered light rain possible tomorrow morning. And then we're going to see a little break in our cloud cover tomorrow early afternoon. This is lunchtime to about 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Our skies briefly clear. However, don't let your guard down because late tomorrow evening, we start to see some of these storms pop up and then really, uh, really line up along this front here into the overnight hours. So now around 11 p.m. midnight 1 2 a.m. Friday morning we're starting to see some of these stronger storms in our eastern counties. Problem is some of those storms could have a bite and there's a two out of five risk for severe storms across most of our area. The one exception to that is in the far western hill country but in general everybody should be on the lookout for some of these isolated strong to severe storms tomorrow. Those could contain large hail. They could also contain uh, some, some of the damaging winds and the isolated tornadoes. So be sure to follow us. Uh, over the next 24 to 48 hours as we track the severe risk because it is going to be late at night when most of us are sleeping, but I want to make sure we have a way to send you alerts. Temperatures in the mid-70s today, low 80s tomorrow. Cold front comes in, and then you'll notice the drop in temperatures behind this front. There's no way you're not going to notice it. Afternoon highs are in the 50s Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and your overnight lows drop to the upper 30s to low 40s. Could briefly see a couple snowflakes in the mix in the hill country on Monday with those temperatures being so cold in the morning, but the, the large portion of this is just going to be some cold rain as we start next week. Thank you, Kristen. The fun, the learning continues downtown today. Tens of thousands of people are enjoying South by Southwest. But behind the scenes, there's a huge effort to keep you safe. Many of them are doing some overtime, picking that up to ensure someone is available to respond in case they need to to an emergency, not only in downtown Austin, but all over the city. KXN's Brianna Hall is giving us an inside look at the Event Operations Center. Just across the river from all this action, it's a 
city staff, from first responders to the Department of Transportation, post up at one Texas center monitoring the crowds at the ready if something comes up. We've got all the right people in the room if we need to make decisions. This is in addition to upped police, fire, and EMS presence downtown. Yo, thank you. Right here in the center of it all. It's really awesome to kind of see everything come back to life. Matthew Canero, kitchen manager at Cooper's Old Time Pit Barbecue, welcomes the South by crowds. I think that's kind of what we want to give the people when they come in here is that just good old Texas uh, barbecue experience. He feels better about keeping the masses safe, knowing police are nearby. Knowing that, that if something, God forbid, happens, uh, they're literally here on the dime. Certainly, like the roads are blocked off and there's, you know, a lot of things going on. Heather Buffo says it's so far so good for her first time operating a pedicab during South By. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But she has run into dicey situations on her late night rides in the past and hopes the extra officers downtown this week deter that. Like a Friday night and people are getting beat up and there's like no one around and then it just keeps happening. So I'd rather there be police there like when something like that happens because I don't know how I'm going to get ripped into it. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. First responders are treating downtown like a city within a city during the spring festival season. This means there are dedicated police, fire, EMS, and dispatch employees that handle these calls happening downtown. Crews pick up overtime, as we mentioned, freeing up the remaining staff to respond to emergencies that we see in other parts of the city. All right, looking closer here, last spring, the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, sent a letter to law enforcement agencies all over the country warning of mass overdose events caused by fentanyl. And in that letter, the DEA named an overdose event that happened on March 4th, 2022, at the homeless shelter in downtown Austin. 21 people overdosed that day, and three died. The Federal Aviation Administration is hosting an impromptu safety summit today. This is to assess whether changes need to be made to how flights are regulated. After a string of incidents and close calls over the weeks, airlines are dealing with everything from dangerous near misses, like the one that we saw here in Austin, to the violent passengers on planes because of also turbulence. Now, an NBC News exclusive acting FAA Administrator Billy Nolan telling us and officials that they have grown concerned about what they are starting to see. Are we seeing more of these or is this what you would describe as a cluster? I would describe it as a cluster. We've seen over this last few months more than you'd expect to see. Maybe you, you have an average of one or two per month. Meantime, Southwest Airlines says it is working to avoid a repeat of those massive flight cancellations. Company improving scheduling platforms. This is to ensure that there is enough staffing. It's also buying more de-icing equipment. Last December, tens of thousands of people were stranded. This was right around Christmas. Those huge crowds at airports and a lot of lost luggage piling up. Two huge companies with offices here in Austin are making what appear to be some cost-saving moves. First up is Apple, delaying bonuses to some of its corporate workforce. Bloomberg is citing sources who say the company also plans to limit any new hiring and leaving some positions open when those employees leave. Now, in the past, Apple gave out bonuses and promotions up to twice a year. The other company we're talking about here, Meta. It announced it is laying off 10,000 more workers. No word yet if the employees at the company's office here in Austin will be impacted. The company made initial cuts just last November. CEO Mark Zuckerberg warned economic instability could continue for many years. 
He said a restructuring timeline will come out in the next few months. And looking at the latest data from the Austin Chamber of Commerce to show you in the last year, Austin did add 71,000 job positions, fastest growing industries, leisure and hospitality, also wholesale trade. You have just two more weeks to enjoy food at a downtown Austin Southwestern style restaurant. The original location of Z Tejas on West 6th Street closing its doors April 1st. Restaurant is holding a goodbye party next week on the 24th to celebrate 33 years in business. And Austinites can expect to see more driverless vehicles out on city roads later this spring. In September, General Motors Cruise announced it would begin rolling out its robo-taxi technology. The original robo-taxis are shuttle-style vehicles that have no steering wheels, no pedals. Vehicles are designed with a sensor suite in and around the car. Features cameras and radar that gives a real 360-degree view of what is happening in and around the vehicle. So. Uh, That'll be a strange sight when we first see them on the road. Yeah, I mean, what can go wrong? <laughs> Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.